Hey guys, this week on the podcast, uh, we actually have two interviews, um, uh, two shorter interviews that we uh, we conducted this week. So uh, first up, we're going to talk to Chris Martinez and get some information about the Battle of the Barbells um, that will be happening in November. So uh, registration is right around the corner. Early registration is right around the corner. Um, and it, it, the competition fills up really quick. So we have him on this week to talk a little bit about that. Um, some of the things you may see this year. Um, I think he, I think he dropped a couple of little tidbits of, of information. Um, some little, not, we didn't get any wad announcements, so don't, don't get too excited. Um, but, but we did talk about some cool differences, um, and some additions to the um, uh, competition this year. So that should be cool. So that's first. Um, then second up today is uh, Chuck Rumbly. Now Chuck is the owner of High Temp Athletics. So um, chances are if you train in a box, some of the bumper plates there are high temp, right? Um, we're talking to Chuck the day we recorded this is the first day of production for their new um, competition plates. So that was, uh, honestly, I'd, I'd love to say it was planned that way. It was not planned. It's a coincidence, cool coincidence. But um, we have him on uh, today also talking about, you know, number one, the, the launch of the competition plates. Uh, how long they have been working on these to get them exactly right for everybody and how they even got started um, in the bumper plate business to begin with because that is not how they this it's not like he uh that's how they started the business it's not how they started the business so it's cool to talk business with uh, chuck and uh talk competition with chris today so hope you guys enjoy it and uh yeah, that's it. Have a good one. This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. Here on the podcast, uh, Chris Martinez joins us again. Um, it's almost time for Battle of the Barbells, right? Right around the corner. Exactly. Yeah. So we're getting excited for it. You got uh let's let's talk a little bit about it. Um, registration, early registration starts. Uh, where, when are we at? So uh, August twenty first. Open reg, early registration opens up August 21st for all past competitors, and the way that's going to work is that basically we started that last year. We gave all past competitors a uh, heads up, like a just as a to say thank you for competing in our event in the past. We we uh, basically invited them uh, separately before actual uh, open registration opens up. We've allowed the past competitors to to go ahead and, and uh, register. Now that includes scaled RX and elite. Um, the 25th of August is actually when open registration, when regi early registration opens for the general public. 
And um, every year the event has sold out, you know, quickly. And so we at least want to give the past competitors a couple of days before we open it up for the for the for the rest of the the folks. So the 21st past competitor and the 25th for general registration. Awesome. So, um, and yeah, I know that it usually does sell out really fast. So this isn't something to sit on. If you want to be in, you better get in early, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just by the feedback, the, the, um, questions, the response that we have had from just the vendors, the sponsors so far, this is, uh, looking like it's going to sell out pretty quickly compared to the other years. So definitely do not wait. Um, I will mention, though, the early registration actually ends on the 29th of August, and that's when the uh, the price increases for uh, the remaining uh, period. So Okay. So not in addition to registra- registering early, to get that spot, you can also save a couple bucks, which is never a bad deal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a two. It's a. I mean, as you know, it's a two-day competition. Um, we 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 like to think that we run a pretty good two-day competition. And for the for the registration price, the early registration price of one twenty nine ninety nine, which is really last year's price, um, it, it's a it's a pretty good deal for a two-day competition. So the early registration price is one twenty nine ninety nine. And then on the 29th, it increases to 159.99. So you could save thirty dollars by registering early. So uh, when we're looking at looking at past years, looking at uh-huh. how the sport progresses, how competitions progress, can you drop any kind of bomb and give us? I know you're not going to give us a workout today. That's fine. <laughs> But right. can you can you give us a movement or anything that hey heads up this is coming or this could be coming? Uh, in the past we have gotten comments as you know scaled and RX. There's differences in between there, so RX is is a little tough and RX. I'm sorry, and scaled is not as tough, and so we really try to make differences in each of the divisions. So scaled is going to be scaled. Um, in some cases, it could be considered RX, like in other competitions or depending on what program that you follow, but scaled is also uh, for, the, for the beginner. Um, and, and we like to keep it that way. RX is going to be a pretty good test of fitness in, in the local community. And so um, last, thing, last year we implemented the elite division, and that really allows anybody with uh, regional experience or games experience to compete in that level. So um, am I going to give you a movement? Uh, uh, that, that, that's going to be released actually a week before registration opens. So ah, be on the lookout. Yeah, be on the lookout for all the <laughs> movements. Um, but I will say this. Anybody, anybody that is uh, interested in competing elite, um, you needed to have placed in a top um, – uh, group of your regional, and in this case, it's central regional, but we have people from visiting states, so depending on, on their regional. And if for whatever reason they didn't take, they didn't, they didn't go through the open or they got hurt during the open and they didn't place as high, 
um, but they feel that they do have the experience to compete in the elite level, um, and they are able to basically do any of the movements that you could see at the games or you could see at regionals, then they should email us to see if they qualify. Um, oh, okay, cool. We have, yeah, so just, for instance, uh, somebody, I could think of one person that basically got hurt during the Open last year that they would qualify um, for elite. They just have to email us to make sure that, that number one, that we, we know that they're interested. Number two, um, they need to let us know all their qualifications, so on and so forth. So uh, we do have that option. And that email is jessica at battleofthebarbells.com. Cool. Um, for anybody who wants to be considered to enter into the elite division. So um, if people are following you guys uh, on Instagram, Battle of the Barbells, uh, you, Jessica, um, as well, you guys have been testing the workouts, I see. Um, th- it's not like there's a lot that goes into putting on a competition, regardless of a two-day competition that's this large. Right, so the, I know the plan has started pretty much day two of the competition last year. I know you said something to me during the event. You had already started planning for the for this year. So, what has been that process the past couple of months ramping it up? So basically, um, we we needed to have designed or, or written out the workouts ahead of time, and they have been written for I'd say about two months. Um, they have been written. No, I, I, I take that back. So, so less than two months ago, they, they were they have been written. And the reason we do that is we need to make sure that we have the right equipment. We can borrow equipment or purchase equipment or rent equipment um, to make sure that we are able to do all that. The other thing is that we need to make sure logistically we can make that happen in the space that we're at. So we're at CrossFit Murfreesboro again this year, and in the space that we're there, um, we need to make sure that, that all the, the movements um, can be done safely and then we're testing the workouts, we're testing the scaled version, we're testing the RX version, we're testing the elite version to make sure that the timing is correct, uh, the time caps, the average uh, time that a heat would be. So, therefore, I mean, one big thing that, that we hold uh, near to our heart is that not only do we want to run everything logistically perfect, but we want to make sure that we're on time and that right. when we say we're going to start at a certain time and end at a certain time, then all the spectators, athletes, and sponsors, vendors, all those people can know that they're going to be in at this time and they're going to leave at this time. We we hit, we, we cannot, um, we do not want to run past any of our time frames. And so, therefore, um, we plan ahead, we test the wides, we retest the wides, and, and uh, we make sure that we have all the right equipment in order to do it. Cool. Well, I know we're looking forward to it. Um, it's always fun. It's also, you know, it's it's a comp that's pretty close to home, which which is also nice for us. Um, uh, I have one more question. What was I going to ask you? Uh, floater, floater workouts. Is there going to be floater workouts this year, or is that something you're not going to tell me? <laughs> no, there's going to be a floater workout. So we, we're right, going to cool. have seven to eight workouts. Um, okay, cool. And the reason I say seven or eight is because you're going to have six workouts that are six events, and then you're going to have a floater event. So, um, And then the eighth event is going to be for the top in RX and the top in Elite. Cool. And um, I will give you a teaser, though. All right, here we go. We, we, we 
introduced the soccer area last year. So all of you who have uh, competed or, or, or visited or whatever, you, you witnessed last year's Battle of Barbells. We had an area that we rented, and it's uh, the soccer area that's actually in CrossFit Murfreesboro. It's a separate business. Separate business. Um, it's Magic Box uh, Soccer. So we rented that space from them, and um, we did some wads in there. Well, this year we are going to rent a rig that's going to fit 12 uh, athletes. So we're going to have 12 lanes, and in that rig we're going to be able to do just about any movement you can think of. Uh, and that's a hint right there. Any movement you can think of that you've seen in the games, that you've seen at regionals, that's going to happen in the soccer area. Very cool. That is cool. See, you did drop some information. You yeah, did give I gave you something. Cool. All right, man. So if uh, if anybody wants any extra information, of course, they can go to battleofbarbells.com. Um, anywhere else they should be, you know, keeping an eye out? Well, yeah, they can they can follow us on social media. Um, we're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Snapchat. Snapchat something new. Um, don't know what we're doing, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. <laughs> and uh, we're obviously on Twitter. Uh, we are on our website. And so if you just go on the website, our website's pretty easy, pretty simple. Uh, right now, the first two things that you're gonna see is the registration button, which I'm gonna make live uh, on the 25th. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna email past competitors so they have the link ahead of time, but I'm gonna make it live on the, on the website on the 25th. And then the second button that's live right now is the competition details. So people can go on there right now to see the scale division details, the RX division details, and the elite division details, and that's where we're gonna put the movement standards when we release those. The other thing they can do is they can email, uh, me, chris at battleofbarbells.com, and I will answer just about any question that's not concerning what movement and what wad it's going to be. But other than that, I can answer anything. Um, so, yeah, that's a, we, we have several avenues that people can find out more information on it. So all of the social media is at Battle of the Barbells, correct? Uh, Facebook is easy, Battle of Barbells. Uh, I think it's, yes, yeah, Battle of Barbells. Um, Instagram is Battle of the Barbells. Snapchat is battle underscore barbells. And then I believe Twitter is the same thing, battle underscore barbells. But we have links on our website to follow everything so they can scroll down to the bottom and click on those links. The only thing that's not on there is Snapchat, and that's battle underscore barbells. Cool. Easy enough, man. Yeah. All right, cool. So everybody be watching, uh, watching the, the interwebs. The information will be coming out hot and heavy because we're getting close. Um, so get registered, and uh, it's always it's a it's a fun time, awesome event. It ran super professionally. We see a lot of events. We go to a lot of events, and I always I use this as one of the gold standards of running on time, running a, a good quality event. And uh, I'm assuming Matt will be back being the MC, right? Oh, absolutely. He, he's going to be best with us. MC around, right? He, he is back by popular demand. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he is the man. He, he, <laughs> he has found his calling, and we're not letting him go. So he is going to be the MC. Um, that's the other thing that we have grown. We we have grown actually as staff. So we're going to, because we have two competition areas, we're going to have two head judges. We are going to have our DJ like we had last year. We're going to have our MC. 
we're going to have two logistical head people um, that are going to be running around making sure that all the equipment set up um, and we have social media, we have scorekeeping, stuff that we used to do ourselves like the first year we have, it, it's been a necessity to go ahead and branch out and get um, these people to help us so we can make sure that no matter how big this event gets, it's still run with the core values and that's running on time and that's a, a great experience for our athletes, vendors, spectators, sponsors, and volunteers and judges. Cool, man. Well, thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. Uh, this week on the Barbell Voodoo Podcast, you got Chuck Rumbly, uh, the owner of Hot Temp Athletics out of Tuscumbia, Alabama. Um, just wanted to have you on and, you know, talk about the business of fitness. Um, you being a business owner in this industry, it's, I'm curious to how you got started and and all that kind of stuff. So um, thanks for taking the time and being on the podcast, man. Uh, great to be here. So let's, let's go back. How long has, have, has high temp been in business and high temp started in 1968 uh my father started it uh mainly in the food industry uh making or reconditioning uh dyes for packaging bologna hot dogs bacon okay so that's uh that's where we got started then uh about uh, close to 20 years ago, we developed a material and had no clue what to do with it. And uh, out of all strange circumstances, we had a guy walk in shortly afterwards wanting a uh, rubber weight. All right. So we decided to go with that material for the rubber weight, and that's how we got the start going. Wow. So that, you said that was been 20 years ago? Yeah, it was right at twenty years when we developed the material. So at that at that point I'm guessing it was kind of uh you know, that wasn't the the bread and butter of the business. Over no. probably the was it been like the past ten years where it's just really blown up or, or what would you say? Yeah, it's been uh past seven to ten years is where uh we uh started increasing sales and Starting to see the the weight line take off. No, what I had noticed uh, this is I know, I, and you'll find out, Chuck. I jump around because I have uh, ADD, so I, if <laughs> if, a pot, if something jumps in my head, I, I, I take off on another tangent. But uh, was watching uh, some show. Oh, I remember what it was. Uh, oh, shit, I can't remember the name of the show. But anyway, Vanilla Ice is like rehabbing these houses. Are you familiar okay. with the show? All right. So he's he's doing this garage for this guy, and you probably already know where I'm going. He's redoing this garage, and uh, he's putting in uh, like a, a a garage gym, yeah, and he's putting uh, he's putting in all these high temp weights. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? How cool is this? <laughs> so how did yeah, how did that uh, happen? That was a friend of mine uh, up in North Dakota with PRX. So they build a 
wall mount garage rack. Mm-hmm. And he called me up and asked me if I wanted to put some weights in that show since they were using his uh, wall mount rack. And so that's how we got connected on the Vanilla Ice project. So those were actually the, and I'm get, I, as far as I know, and I, I'm going to plead ignorance, but I don't think that those plates that were on the show are out yet, correct? No, those were actually the prototypes on our competition plates. Right. And uh, those were one of the first ones we ever did. And those, they look sweet. And like I said, it's, it, you know, I'm watching the show, and boom, as soon as I've seen it, I was like, I was all excited. Where before I was kind of watching, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it really grabbed my attention, you know, it being – you know, hey, it's high temp. You know, not not only are they put in a, a garage gym in, but oh, it's high temp plates. I got those in my garage. How cool is this? <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice when you make them and you can see it on TV. Yeah, heck yeah, that, that's exciting. So you guys, you started making bumpers. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back again. Okay. You started making bumpers. Um, what was the like? I know sales increased and stuff like that. But you guys, I'm assuming, in the beginning was more geared toward outfitting schools and stuff like that. I know I work with a school up here in uh, in uh, Tennessee in Thompson Station, and we used uh, high templates uh, for the school. So is that kind of how it progressed into CrossFit or yeah, or? Uh, we were doing, we had a um, couple of distributors out of Texas that sold some of our weights, and we did uh, some of the schools, you know, here within the, the southeast, and uh, just kind of led towards getting it out there. Right. And then it started getting noticed in CrossFit, and we noticed sales started coming in from CrossFit gyms. Yeah. And actually, at the time, I had no clue what CrossFit was. Right, right. So we, uh, what I actually did was uh, took a set of weights over to the nearest CrossFit gym, which is about an hour and a half away, and offered the guy a set of weights just to run me through what CrossFit was. Okay, cool. So that's how I got my start in CrossFit. And he went up for one Saturday, and he... Gave me the basic rundown of it and ran me through a workout, which I thought I was going to die in. And <laughs> That's how it always is. <laughs> went back the next Saturday and did it again and kind of fell in love with the, the workout aspect of CrossFit. Started doing it myself here after work. I'd make sure everybody left where nobody could see me doing this. <laughs> and, uh, so now, you, work, you guys actually. You guys actually have a gym there, correct? Yeah, we, uh, well, high temp weight equipment. Uh, then we have the high temp athletics, which is a gym downtown. Okay. Yeah, we opened up a uh, gym here and use it as kind of a test bed for weights, a uh, place for athletes to come in and, uh, then, of course, and improving the fitness of the local people. 
Yeah. So one of the, you know, as you're you're starting to make the plates, you're starting to see it take off. Of course, you you know you were already in schools. Now you're seeing the the CrossFit community start coming in, and that thing has you know CrossFit I guess is an industry I guess you would say yeah. has exploded. You know, every time you turn around, there's a new affiliate opening somewhere. Um, with that, it, have you branched out into other things other than the bumpers, or or kind of sticking with the bread and butter? What's what's the thought on that? Well, we've got some other things we we branched out into, uh, and it's mainly in CrossFit. Most most things we come up with is where I'm in the gym working out and have a problem, and then I try to find a solution for it. Uh, Correct. Rubber top plyo box. I got tired of tearing my shins up on the wood ones. Okay. Then uh, bar clamps uh, in the middle of a workout. When I'm taking a break, I don't want to pull my weight. So we made a, uh, what we call a gorilla clamp, where you tighten that, tighten that down, it stays there until you're done. Yeah, I've got a set of those. Those I, I will uh, attest. Those things, once they're on, they're not going anywhere. Yes. Uh, and we uh, came over with a power rack. Uh, little, I, I tend to over-engineer some things, so it's a little little more expensive than most CrossFit gyms can afford, but it's definitely one of the strongest needs in these racks there is. Mm-hmm. What about dumbbells? Have y'all branched out into dumbbells? No, we haven't. Uh, as of yet, uh, I'm planting seeds here, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of working on that, and uh, also a uh, like a rubber coated kettlebell. Oh, that'll be yeah, that'll be cool. We do uh, when we work out here at home. You know, you have to if you're working out in the driveway with a kettlebell, you have to grab a mat, drag a mat out. In the, you know what I mean? You can't drop it. So well, that, even in like like in uh, high temp athletics, you know, we put a nice rubber floor down and try to keep people from dropping kettlebells because it tends to cut into the floor. True. So we're, yeah. We're working on a way to um, make it more floor friendly. I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. Well, I mean, flooring's expensive. It ain't cheap. You know, even if you just roll with stall mats, you know, those are. Yeah. Forty bucks each piece, and you got any kind of you know in my garage, I've got probably twelve or thirteen of those things that adds up quick, yeah, and having a lot of c shaped cuts in your rubber floor doesn't look real good <laughs> it's, it's not it's not it doesn't look very good <laughs> so um, I remember I came down there uh and got some stuff this has been i'm gonna say two years ago. And at that time, y'all were about to build an addition onto the building. Is that is that about the right time frame? Two years, or was it three years? Yeah, it's two or three years ago. Uh, okay. We've we've added two additions since then, and and oh, okay. Another one now. And is that all just for 
bumpers or or what do you? It is. So it's just getting, it's grown that much. Yeah. Oh wow, you are on the weight. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's um, that's only for the weights where the additions are coming in. Uh, with the uh, the new weights we have coming out, uh, we're gonna have to add on again, make room for those. Because we got two new lines of weight uh, that are finally at pre-production stage where we're, we're tooling up for actual production run. Okay. When you're looking at, is that kind of planning ahead or, um, and the reason I ask is like for us with um, like clothing, so like for forever I've always kind not planned ahead. So, like, I'm getting into fall, and I'm like, oh, I need stuff for fall. You know what I mean? It's like it's too late. So are you guys planning, like, like you're forecasting what your sales are and then you're basing your production off of that, or how does that how does that work in your in your industry? Well, not really. Um, we're more about like you are. It's like, oh crap. We yeah. More. <laughs> so it's a uh, not a not a whole lot of planning ahead. Just kind of uh, work around how the how the orders are moving, um, which way to move production. Yeah. Well, and that's that's uh, you know that's the bad thing that. You know, I catch myself with, and then by the time I – my turnaround time, unfortunately, is pretty long, so uh, – or longer than I would like it to be on some things. So, like, by the time I need that, that's, the demand is not as, as the same as I perceived it to be. So I I end yeah. up kind of shooting myself in the foot sometimes. So yeah, what a- what is next for you guys? So the the – the business with the bumpers has grown. Um, the industry has changed. You guys, you know, you're on a wait. You got these things planned. Uh, you know, you. What's what's next? Is there something on the horizon that you guys are looking at doing? Is there? I know the competition bumpers is one thing. Is is are those coming out soon? Yeah, or how's that how's that that process going? Well, the competition bumpers we've been working on for almost four years now. Yeah. We've uh, been in development, and it's kind of one of the things I probably could have come out with them a long time ago, but we have such a reputation for a um, high-quality product. Right. We kept working until we came up with a product that kind of met our standards. Right. Yeah, exactly. So... The uh, competition plates have been uh, probably added a few more gray hairs in my head. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't even want to begin to talk about how much money I've spent on developing these. But uh, now that we, now that we got everything together and it's it's come together, I've, we're making the first set of competition plates of the final product today. Oh, okay. Wow. So. So, how how good is that for Tommy? Yeah, I know. It's uh <laughs> has worked out pretty good. Uh we had some we had some issues come up and looks like the uh 
we've had one of the large colleges here uh, pre-order the first uh, the first order of competition plates. Okay, so I think I know which college that is. But <laughs> well, actually, since I'm an Auburn fan, it's not Auburn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife graduated from the college you're speaking of, but yeah. So, uh, so we're quick, quick question. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, like I said, I'm ADD. I'm going to forget. No the the appearance-wise, they appear to be made totally different composite or different material than the other plates. Is that true, or is that what yeah. is it a different? Okay, so it is. It, it's a completely different material. Uh, we've gone. It's more. Uh, Basically, we based it off the um, materials they make forklift tires out of. Oh, okay. So, very strong, takes a lot of a lot of abuse. Then, but uh, tended tended all crazy things to work back in the, into some of the materials that uh, we make our bumpers out of. Uh, just a different. You could probably call it a, the same material, but different processes give it different characteristics. So, so is it all new machinery to make this product differently, or was yeah. you able to retrofit some stuff? No, we had to go completely new machinery. Uh, I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine with 40 years of experience in using that equipment. And, he retired and decided he didn't want to quit, so he came to work for me, getting everything up and running. Okay, cool. So uh, that uh, worked out real well on those. Then we knew those plates, the competition plates, were going to be expensive. There's no no way around it. Right, exactly. Because uh, they're complete IWF specs, uh, weight, balance, size, everything. Mm-hmm. So to make a version like that more affordable, mm-hmm. we came up with a training version of that in which we we did some reformulation on our um, plates that we have now. So we came out with a stronger, smoother product that uh, more emulates the Olympic size and thickness. Um, they're just slightly larger than an Olympic IWF standard, mm-hmm. but same seal. Uh, I've had had them over in high tempo athletics using them. They'd, everybody's used them, love them so far. So cool. Yeah, I was but wondering. Will be much more affordable. Yeah. So if you want the the high end, you know, accurate down to the grams, uh, you pay a little more for those. But yeah. Uh, the other ones will be very close to, to weight tolerance uh, with the same feel, bar flex, that you would get off a competition plate. Um, when I had come down there, uh, like I said, a couple of years ago to pick up some stuff, um, one of the guys, and I can't, I'm so bad with the names, but uh, one of your guys was like, he was nice enough to, you know, kind of bring me in and let me see how stuff was made, and it was mind-blowing. Like you don't you don't really think about you know 
what goes into making this product, you're like, oh, it's a bumper plate. It's weight. Yeah. You don't, you think it, it sounds very simple, but there's like tons of machinery and product and, you know, it, it's not as simple <laughs> as it would sound, you know? Yeah, yeah I, have, I have people going, you know, what's a hard bait? You just pour it in the mold. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. No. Not so much. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those where the it's labor is probably one of my biggest costs in it. But right. It's there's a lot of a lot of equipment, a lot of labor involved in building these, and I've had many companies, you know, overseas, you know, tell me, you know, it's like, oh, we'll we'll do that for you a lot cheaper, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's my process. I developed it, and it's my material. And I'm keeping everything right here. Yeah. Well, and, you know, two, like for you, it's a family business, for one. You have you know, like yeah. you said, how, how far it went back. And, you know, keeping that stuff local, yeah, it, it does cost a little more to maybe produce it here as opposed to somewhere else. But yeah. you can't, if it's somewhere else, you can't have that finger on it for quality. You can't... Yeah. Be there. I, mean, I want to be able to control quality. That's why everything is built right here. I can walk out of my office and go check on it. Uh, so there's, there's, to me, there's no way around that. It's plus the fact that you know we've got 40 families we're supporting. You know, yeah. in the U.S. that wouldn't have jobs if it, we weren't here. So I'd rather keep it here. It's a responsible. It's a. It's a. It's a huge responsibility, but it, it's a good one. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's a good one to have, and, and, you know, there's a lot of pride that goes into that, especially, yeah. like you said, when you see your product, you know, literally there's not, probably not a gym you can walk into that you don't see your product somewhere, you know? There's a, so. there's very few times I don't go out and, and at least some, see some of our weights in the gym. Yeah. Well... I was just trying to think offhand. I can't think of one where I haven't seen some high temp plates in the box. It's it's almost every single box I've ever been into. <laughs> Especially competitions. Every competition I go to, there's a stack of high temp plates there. <laughs> so that was that was kind of strange when I was when I was doing more crossfit competitions. I'd go to a competition and be using somebody else's plates, and I was like, "Oh, great! Thanks for inviting <laughs> me." And I'd use my plate. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> well, cool, man. Uh, anything else you want to let the public know? Um, or any – I know we, we've probably already touched on new stuff coming, you know, that, that you have in the works and, you know, the competition plates being produced today. Um, anything else they can watch for or, or what's the best way for them to uh, grab some some uh, high-temp bumpers? Well, um, best way to get high temp buffers you know, is we have our website uh, hightempweights dot com. Then uh, go to Rogue. Uh, Rogue's one of our big distributors, and we have some others out there. Uh, Thornex is starting to carry our weights now, so it's pretty easy to get a hold of them. You just got to go for the high temp. They're everywhere, like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, cool, Chuck. Uh, man, I appreciate you uh, 
you know, taking a few minutes to hang out with me and uh, talk uh, the business of fitness. I appreciate it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. See you.